We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined, as always, by my two favorite co-hosts of all time in Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ashen. For the, fir- for the third time ever, we're back in person, and it's great. We're going to talk about, talk about some of the wildcard games. We're going to talk about why our recording setup is so wonky, but before we get into kind of the meat of this episode, Matthew, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Uh, in Arizona for the first time, weather's nice. It's not much better than Ohio. <laughs> much better than Ohio. Matt's talking about, Matt got down here a couple days ago and he's talking about new Matt. We've got new Matt <laughs> is what he's kept saying. West Coast, technically we're not on a coast, but close enough. We've got West Coast Matt unlocked this weekend and um, it's, it's a glorious thing to view and I'm excited to see West Coast Matt on this podcast here. He's he's got that that warm air has got him feeling reinvigorated. I know. Yeah, that's that's most of it. I, I didn't realize how miserable cold weather. And we were talking about this earlier, Theo. If you think that you like winter more than summer, and you live like in Ohio somewhere where it really gets cold, I don't think you actually do. I think you're lying to yourself uh, because there's absolutely no way uh, warm weather's life changing. The fact that like. Just walking outside and and it just being nice out is better than walking outside and it being freezing out. Like, it's just that simple. And if you disagree with that, you're wrong. You're just wrong. 
And yeah. if you live in Arizona or, or somewhere in the South, it's like, if you're like, oh yeah, summer's not that good. Valid. Cause it does suck. But like in the Midwest, somewhere where there's seasons, winter is not your favorite season. And if you think, if you are going around telling people that you are sadly trying to be different, Matt, I mistaken. agree. I, you're mistaken. I'd rather, mistaken. I'd rather it be 90 out than 10. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I, I've, Easily. Been saying, I've been saying that. Yes. People called me crazy. People back in Ohio, they call me crazy. And they don't I, even, don't, I don't think they did, Bladen. I think no, that's, they a do. They that's a popular take. No, they do take. call me crazy. Everyone's like, no, I'd definitely rather be cold than hot. I think it's just because you're insane. I think, they, I think that you're hearing voices. <laughs> I'm not insane. But before we get into everything else, make sure, as always, to go hit us with a bit of a rate on Spotify. With their new feature to allow ratings on Spotify. You guys have been killing it so far. Still perfect five stars last time I checked. And uh, we're very excited about that. Also, make sure you follow us on TikTok at Stay Hot Pod for some great content there as well, especially Theo burning cookies um, on a grill. Uh, <laughs> grilling cookies, grilling the podcast, grilling a pizza. Theo's grilling. Theo's I'm grill master Theo. I'm grill master Theo. Theo. But I say we just hop into some football. Stay Hot Shock, uh, for now at least. Steelers are up 7-0, but for now, the 49ers beating the Cowboys. And I think we're kind of all in agreement here that they the Cowboys did not play championship football today. No, because <laughs> they Pierce. lost. <laughs> well, the championship football would be, would be winning. Yes, um, but a lot of people are blaming the refs for why they I lost. I mean, it was, it's just a dumb ending sequence. Um and I would say that it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, the ref, the ref does have to touch the football, and they got lined up before the ref could go and do that. So, like, where was yeah. the ref supposed to go? Um, on the other hand, it's like, yeah, if it, it's tough because it came down to how well the ref played there. Yeah, is, is it necessarily the ref's fault? No, but could he have been better and given them a chance to spike it? Yeah, probably. But the, do you do you want to put yourself in that position to where you're relying no, on the ref? And, and I, I agree. I think uh, a one hail mary or one really long pass from the twenty five probably get, does not give you better odds than three attempts from the forty. Um, so that was their mistake. But if it, if you're going to try a play like that where you run and then need to spike it immediately, you got to let the refs know. And I don't know if the refs knew that was like the game plan. Uh, and I guess the refs should be ready for anything, but I wonder if they had known what was coming a little bit. Um, they would have been quick enough to. Yeah. Because, th- because that, that is, that is a style of play where it's like, you're trying to be just a little bit smarter, right? Instead of just coming out, going for the end zone, you're, gonna try a QB draw <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the concept I don't know if that makes me dumb but I, I kind of was like oh that's a cool con it would have made more sense if they were on like the 30 and it was the difference between being on like the 30 and being on the 10 I would have been like oh that's kind of creative um yeah but I, I don't know. I don't know my takeaway from that game is the Cowboys coaching staff is overrated and, and Kellen Moore, I think a little bit is not someone I'd be excited about if my head, but starting with the main problem, which is Mike McCarthy, he should have never been hired. He should have never been hired and he should be fired right now. And it's not just because of what he did in this game. It is because he is simply not a good head coach. He's not. 
The amount of times the Packers have blown it with superior talent in the playoffs under his rule was, I mean, every year since the Super Bowl, basically. Um, whether that be the 2014 NFC Championship game with the botched onside kick, which was a lot of things. But again, you know, that was a choke. In 2011, they had 15 and they had a roster that went 15 and one. They had Rodgers playing like the best quarterback season ever. Great way. They lost that game. There was a game where they, they had this old defensive coordinator named Dom Capers and he just couldn't deal with mobile quarterbacks. And in the modern NFL, like in the prime, like read option era, when that was like the big thing. Like they kept this defensive coordinator that couldn't deal with it and they kept him for way too long. And like Colin Kaepernick in a playoff game ran for like 200 yards and McCarthy wouldn't make any changes. There's that story that came out that was like Rogers called McCarthy, like the dumbest coach he's ever played. I, I think that Rogers actually said that. And I think that he's right. McCarthy is not it. And this was just a horribly unprepared sloppy team that we watched with pre-snap penalties with hold like they had what 14 penalties today it, it was just disgusting to watch it looked like they didn't practice and that's just a McCarthy classic in the playoffs is just what are you doing it, it he's not good he's not good and um Dak wasn't great in this game. He had a couple nice throws, but he was really, really took a while to get going. That the offensive they were they were bad in a lot of fast. Trayvon Diggs was getting burned, but at the end of the day, they, they can upgrade at head coach. Man, they can really. You know, really upgrade it, it, it was. It, I think a lot of times it was obvious the Cowboys were the better team. There were so I th- I think they were, like the fact that Cedric Wilson was balling the way he was. And he, you know, that may be a testament to just Cedric Wilson balling out. But like Dak was making great plays left and right. Um, you know, when, when their O line wants to perform at a high level, it can. Like it was rough to start. I don't know, dude. They their offensive line sucked. Like that today, today line it was wasn't wet. great. But I, I think there are points where the Cowboys, when they want to, can just take over. And and the, to 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 say one thing about the 49ers. They they didn't play a great game. I thought. I thought Jimmy G. Well, Jimmy G. fell apart at the end. That was the one other thing. Yeah, and Jimmy it's G like Jimmy apart. G. is going to limit them. I, there was that overthrow to Ayuk, which may have been Ayuk's. He didn't quite adjust the ball, maybe the way he should have. Matt, that was something you pointed out when we were watching the game. It, that was it was more on Jimmy G. But I, it's tough to tell even in slow mo. But was it at all a Jimmy G. terrible pass, or did Ayuk maybe should have taken another bit. step back? Yeah, and he would have had it. It's tough to tell. It's tough to tell, but that could have been a better ball. And it was there oh, were yeah. shades. There were shades of the overthrow in the Super Bowl, the famous one against yes, the Chiefs. Well, Very yeah. famous. shades of that. He threw a pretty bad pick at the end. Yes. Um, he's he's a, he's not trustworthy. And Shanahan still almost choked it away a little bit at the end. Not going know. for it on fourth and not one. going for it. Were some how bad many yards moves. did they average running the football today? Probably five point something to not get a yard. They were, I would have gone for it. They were running all over. Like they got what was it on the uh, the third down and long when we because we all thought the game was over. Yeah, it was like fourth and inch. It was like a fourth and an inch. I always think you should put like Kittle at quarterback or something and run a sneak. Like the Chiefs <laughs> do that with Kelsey. They'll like have Kelsey yeah. motion in and like and it run works. A it works. I I always I always wonder why it's like why don't you just get this the biggest guy on your team and just sneak it, teach him to sneak. Anyway, that's just what I would if I was a head coach. Things would be different, but I don't know. Right. Dak, D- Dak really started slow. I don't know. It was it was 
it was just the Cowboys did not deserve to win that game. I, I don't think they did look better than the 49ers at any point. I think the 49ers kind of beat their ass and looked much better than them in this day. I um, feel like it's, it's, I don't, I'm not saying that like the Cowboys overall played better because the Cowboys beat them. So 14 penalties, was it? Yeah. You cannot possibly allow that to happen. Yeah. But there are moments where the Cowboys look more dominant. Yeah. What? 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 What do you mean? What? Dude, like I would, what, what specifically does there was moments where they looked more, there was moments where the 49ers looked more dominant when they, when they had good plays. I, I, I disagree. I kind of disagree. I thought, I thought a, a dominant Cowboys team would be like, if they were able to run all over them and do everything that they wanted to, and it's just like they would have a dumb penalty that would end a drive, or they'd have a dumb turnover that would end a drive. I mean, that's kind of I, what happened. No, no, it was, no, no I disagree. So they, would, they, would, they would get a big play, and then it would be called back. I disagree. I think the 49ers kicked the Cowboys' ass in this game. I really do. The, the offensive line was like wet tissue paper. Like Dak was constantly under pressure, and he wasn't even playing that well anyway. The wide receivers weren't really winning. I mean, I didn't hear Josh Norman's name like once in this game, like he was just not picked on. And he's, when you've got Amari Cooper and CD, you should be picking on him. And they weren't CD wasn't getting like any targets. So it's like, you got that on offense. They were getting ran all over. I don't know what they were averaging on the ground. Um, You know, Jimmy G was, was not playing horrible until the very end. I thought the, I thought the game was actually farther in the 49ers favor than if anything. And the 49ers going forward, I've said this before on the, like, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. Ayuk and Debo, two really, really special weapons. Like, they can run on anybody. I don't care. Like, on a good day, executing well, they can run on anybody. And the defense, the secondary is extremely suspect. Um, but the front seven is good, especially if Nick Boza can come back and it's deep. Um, Fred Warner getting hurt is big because he's so good in coverage. And I think that masks, like, the, the secondary might not be good, but they're good in the intermediate ranges because their linebackers are really good in coverage. So that him being hurt will will definitely hurt the coverage even more, which isn't even a strong unit. So if he's out and it looks like he would be, that that's a problem going forward. But I'm telling you, the offense, I think they I think they really did do a good job on the Cowboys. Um, and uh, I think I think they could do a good job on the Packers as well. It, it scares me as a Packers fan. I've seen this matchup happen before, and I've seen that. You have a, you have a better coach now. We do have a better coach. We do have a better coach now. And I, I think, yes, but, but the 49ers could go on a run. They could. And the, the, I think the Cowboys were as talented as any team. Um, like going into this, their defense, they were number one in points. Um, they were, they had a really good defense. So Bladen, I agree. They had, they were capable of being super dominant. Yeah, but they just came he, out flat today. I, I picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, so I'm trying to defend them the best I can. But the one game I was worried about was this game, the yeah. wild card game. And I'm like, if anyone's going to beat this team, I feel like it's going to be the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers can beat anybody as well. This was two really good teams. I think, I think these were two sleeper contenders. I don't think either of these teams didn't belong there. Um, and it was a heavyweight fight really. And, um, it was a sloppy heavyweight fight with like <laughs> cheating and cheating. Mike Tyson and like Mike Tyson, maybe beat biting an ear off. <laughs> it was a weird heavyweight fight, but I thought it was kind of a heavyweight yeah. fight. And it came and down to the very end, came down to the end. Yeah. A, a team that may not have belonged though. And a team that I, I picked to win, um, uh, maybe 
little too much of my heart in, in that pick. The Eagles. Um, just what you said would happen. They got throttled. Yeah. Uh, at no point did they, did that game look close. Nope. Uh, Jalen Hurts was too slow processing stuff today. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't come down to Well, I actually I, I disagree. I don't think he was too slow. I think he was I think he was trying to make things happen too fast. He, if, if he had been more patient, there were a lot of times where they had like crossers over the middle. Now I, do, I will agree late with the, um, there was one deep that he, I think it was Dallas Goddard. He was going to have wide open for, I don't know if it was going to be a touchdown, but there were a lot of times where like deep crossers would open up late and he like wouldn't, and he had time. He would just break out of the pocket too early and try and make a play. I don't know. He, um, he didn't seem to trust himself 100%. There's a lot of the padding the ball going on where it's like, you know, he wants to go somewhere, but he's got to think about it just to take yeah. too long. Uh, that interception he had in the corner of the end zone was kind of the same way where it was like he was the uh, Smith he got open late. and it was just yeah. really, really late. Um, and he was wide open too. He yes. missed that badly. Um, and I don't think. I don't think that's it for Jalen Hurts forever um, because you can get better at processing. You can get better at decision-making, obviously. Uh, but I think that's a large part of what cost the Eagles the game. Yeah, he was horrible. Hurts was <laughs> really bad today. I mean, yeah, he, did, he, did he was late. There was, there was the play that Joe Tryon batted early. Um, he kind of bailed from yes. a clean pocket, and there was a corner route opening up. I think it was Quez Watkins. If he hung on in there... Like that was a touchdown. Yes. Um. There was a play, another play to Quez Watkins, where it's like he was doing a basic, cutting across the middle, and it was there for a second, but it just was late, late, and the corner had time to recover, and then the pass came in behind. Every deep pass was overthrown. He was missing high over and over again. The accuracy was bad. The pocket presence was bad. Um. He wasn't reading the field well. Um. And he really wasn't like running the ball like like super hard either. He wasn't like breaking th- he was he, not good at He in looked any extremely aspect. uncomfortable. He and did not look ready for that game. I believe the Eagles are at the bottom of the league in passing this year. I, I think that's One, the case. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the Eagles are ahead of schedule. Um, right. This was not supposed to be a year where they were even in the wild card game. They have three first round picks. And they've got a roster that was a little bit Mickey Mouse and being the seventh seed doesn't necessarily mean you're really good. But like they're still in a decent spot because I really thought they would be bad this year, like bad, bad. Yeah. Um, so they have the three first round picks and it's not a bad season for them because they lost this game. They were always going to lose this game. <laughs> um, I was impressed with the Bucks though. Uh, like their run defense looked totally suffocating, except for that one Boston Scott thing when it was already over. But at the beginning, they just could not move the ball. And recently, um, they got off to a really good start defending the run at the beginning of the season, but kind of fell off at the second half. But it kind of looked elite again. And um, Mike Evans was playing like he was Devontae Adams, like which was crazy. Mike yes, Evans was looked amazing. <laughs> dude. Um, and even with Slay on him, I don't know, Slay had maybe one really good breakup. But outside of that, how many yards did Evans have today? 100-something. Had yeah, yeah. on a lot of volume too, and he's usually not like a volume wide receiver. He's usually like a hit him on a deep ball like a couple times a game, and and you know three catches for eighty 100, yards, hundred and seventeen yards on ten targets. Yeah, it's good. the reception. It's yeah. the receptions that almost matters more to me because with AB hurt and with Godwin hurt, 
that those are like their security blankets. Godwin or not God Evans isn't like a security blanket for Brady. He's like the big play threat. So when the security blankets go out and you know, if Slay can lock down uh, Evans or those, or they only get like three shots a game to Evans, that's a weak wide receiving core all of a sudden. But if Evans is running routes like that, and Evans can be just like an intermediate and short threat and, and route guys up. And that's the skill set he just kind of turns into for these playoffs. It like saves them. Yeah. It saves them because that is like it was, it was someone also, you can reliably go to over and over again instead of just like, oh, we're going to hit him on a couple of shot plays this game. It was so also that was a really, great, that was, I thought it was also really important that they got Giovanni Bernard involved in the passing game. <laughs> so it, was, it was incredibly, it was incredibly crucial. <laughs> Um, well, you know, uh, yeah. I, I like look. I, I know you're like look. They were up thirty one. No, 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 no. We're not fifty dollars on the receiving over and it hit by like oh. a yard at the end. <laughs> okay, it, like yeah. yard at the end. it was very <laughs> crucial that he hit the over on his. No, yard. but like that's going to be an important. Like we talk about, they're not going to have a, a large portion of the receiving core being able to get guys like Geo and Scotty Miller and of course Gronk involved. You, you know. Tom Brady's good at that kind of stuff. They needed to get Scotty Miller involved by about a yard more, I think, because his under over was eight. <laughs> eight and a half. Eight and a half. Uh, he yeah. had eight. <laughs> they needed to throw it more at the end. Tom Brady's oh, over man. was about seven yards short. They needed to throw it even more. Brady's going to regret not stat padding um, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yes, no, but, but the Bucks look super dangerous. I know going into the playoffs, I was like, are they Super Bowl contenders with all the injuries at wide receiver? Are they Super Bowl contenders when their run defense is, uh, you know, the announcers talked about it at the beginning of the game. They allowed a lot of yards like recently on the ground. So is their run defense as dominant? Is their wide receiving core going to be good? And I still think those questions exist, but today was really a, a, a yeah. dangerous, dangerous Bucks team and everything that you thought like could go wrong for them didn't, yeah. you know? So now the one thing I, I get that say, the Eagles were easy, but the like one thing still. I will say about Tampa Bay that I'm a little bit concerned about the one thing that had been consistent for them, their O-line was healthy and yeah. now they're starting to get a little bit banged up. And once that started happening, the Eagles started getting more pressure and the Eagles are not good at getting pressure on teams. They haven't really been all year. Fletcher Cox is good, but they have not been good at getting pressure on teams all year. If they go uh, up against a team with a good pass rush, they might struggle. I kind of disagree with the receiver thing. I thought that uh, Tyler Johnson and Pyramid, they had some drops. Yeah, uh, at one some at the beginning. Point. Yeah. And I think I, the Eagles were. There probably just aren't 14 teams that should be in the playoffs. There's <laughs> yeah. just not like, yeah. nothing, nothing against them. There just aren't. And I, I don't know if I'm – I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong, but I also feel like this game proves very little to me when it felt like even from the first quarter, Tampa Bay was just trying to get to, you know, the end of the game. Uh, it didn't yeah. feel like it was a high-stakes game for them. Yeah, that, that's definitely a conversation that could be had. Is like, are we ever going to see a seven seed win the Super Bowl? Like, how many years is it going to be? <laughs> it's probably right. going to be. It's probably going to be quite a few. So, but you know, we watched all the games. So, yeah, you know, NFL is probably not going to change it anytime soon. But that was that. I think it was always kind of go this way. You know, good running team running into a really good front seven, and, and like a zone team playing the guy who's like the best ever at picking apart zones. It, it just was always going to be this way. It was yeah. always going to be this way. So, and right now those, those are the Sunday games. Um, yeah. Right now we got the Steelers currently beating the chiefs, which no, it's, um, we'll uh, seven, seven now, seven, seven. Okay. Tie yeah. the chiefs. So we'll so. keep an eye on that. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the games that happened yesterday. And those were the Bills destroying Patriots <laughs> and then Bengals Raiders. Yes, uh, and then Bengals Raiders. Josh, so. Josh Allen is the truth. Um, he is the angel, the I don't angel believe, of death. I don't believe the Bills will be punting again uh, <laughs> for the rest of the season. Over the last quarter of the season, no one's been playing better than Josh Allen. No one. Yep. Um, yep. yep. And he was the first ever perfect game in football, right, where every drive was a touchdown. And he's just, he's just uh, an animal, an, uh, an alien from outer space with the arm that he has and the backyard, like football plays that he's doing and the pinpoint accuracy. Like, just how many times do we watch in that game? Just a, a defensive back in good position, outstretched hand, and it was still just a little bit too, too high. high, just a little bit too <laughs> high, but yep. perfect for the, it happened like yep. at least three or four times. Yep. He Wait, was just, he's just too good. He's just, just like, too good. If he plays like this for the next three games, he will be a Super Bowl champion. That's what it comes oh, down God. to for the Bills oh, pretty God, much 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, keep going. Keep and going. It, was, it was funny because we were talking about like, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to play Bill Belichick a third time. I know I wouldn't want to go up against his defense. Played one of Didn't the best matter. games. It was like, he's done it two times in a row. Um, and if, if he's doing, if he's doing that to the Patriots, who I trusted a little bit on defense, um, Imagine what he's I doing to the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only you know assume that him performing well against other defenses is entirely up to him. Yeah, and he's been doing this for a while too. Again, the last quarter of the season has been intense, and he recorded a ninety-eight point five quarterback rating, which is the highest ever recorded in a playoff game. I mean, he had. Th- the play, the last game he played against the Patriots, I said, was the best quarterback performance of the year. He had like an out of body experience at that game. And then he did it even better. <laughs> he did it again. He played even better. So he's just on another level right now. He is, he is playing like the best quarterback in football. Um, 
over a recent stretch of games. And, you know, that's, I'm, I'm like five game sample size over here, but still it's, it's scary, scary hours. As and they can run. They yes. ran, they ran well on yes. them too, ran all over them. So as far yeah. as the Patriots go, um, you know, would have won if you had Cam Newton. <laughs> um, and Mac, I mean, in all seriousness, Mac Jones did not look, did not look good. No, he looked, he looked. No one would have had a shot in that game against no. Allen, man. No. Brady, yeah, Brady okay. would have lost that game. Yeah, you're, and there were you're, tips, you're not keeping up with drops. the high power of Josh Allen, but there were just times where it felt like Mac in particular was not going to get the job done against anyone. I almost disagree with that, too. I think he played bad. Okay, he didn't play atrocious, I thought. I thought he played merely below average. I don't know. <laughs> Matt, Matt Jones is not, like, public enemy number one to me in this game. Like, every you get blown up by that, everyone played bad. The wide receiver core for the Patriots played bad. The offensive line played bad. Yeah. The defense played really bad. Uh, Jones, I mean, to me recently Jones has kind of looked kind of what he the problem with him going into the season was like is he a game changer or is he like Dalton tier yeah and he looks he looked maybe not like unplayable or or un you know not like not a starter in this league quality I, I don't think he's that bad <laughs> not a day three prospect but <laughs> over the last half of the season he did look a little bit I mean yes the stats were nice compared to the other rookies but I, I would agree, Bladen, that like the high level throws aren't quite there for especially watching him and then watching Josh Allen. But comparing those two isn't quite comparing when we're over here like just watch the way the ball leaves Josh Allen's hand. Yes. <laughs> compared to to compared to Mac Jones. It's a world's difference. It is. And then shout out Oh, Matt, go ahead. Again. Okay. Oh no, it's all you. I was just gonna say I don't you know, I know that's like a stupid way to judge quarterbacks, but I don't care. I'll say it a million times. Every time Josh Allen throws, it's cool because it leaves his hand so fast. <laughs> yes. And yeah. also, shout out the Bills tackles. Um, like, Spencer Brown played really well. He looked rough early in the season. He was, I think, um, I can't remember if he's a day two or day three pick. I remember watching him at NDSU, and he was he was pretty raw there. Like, he was huge and powerful and strong. But he was really raw, and he's really gotten better as the season has gone along. And he's had two good games in a row against the Patriots. Um, Ryan Bates, like some of these like late picks for the Bills on the offensive line, they lost against the Jaguars, right? And everyone's like, oh, looking back on it, it's like, how did that happen? How did that happen? Offensive line couldn't play in that game. I mean, the Jaguars front four just beat them up. And now the offensive line is playing at a higher level, and it's unlocked all this, this crazy Josh Allen stuff. So... Shout out some of the Ryan Bates and, and Spencer Brown and some of these later picks for the Bills that have stepped in and really improved as the season has gone on. And it's improved the running game and it's unlocked, you know, a multidimensional offense for them. And shout out the Bills offensive line because they improved. The Bills just my... looked very, very good in every facet. Um, and shout, shout out Micah Hyde shout for out, shout that out yes. crazy pick. Yes. Oh, bro. Micah Hyde, first of all, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Those shout are like out, the two most underrated out, players in the league, really. The they best, never get talked about. Shout out the best safety duo in the NFL over the last four years. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. They're so good. Um, but no, shout out the – we're just doing shout outs now. Shout out the uh, Bills run defense. 
Yeah. So our our conclusion from this game, this thirty point blowout, is that everyone on the Bills played really well, and everyone on the <laughs> Patriots did not. Yeah. Yes, really, but really it's good to level analysis. Yes. It's good to shout out these other guys, like Josh Allen. Yes, he's a quarterback. He gets all the hype. I, I we do need to shout out everybody because this was a total team effort. Yes. Shout out Matt Milano. You know, shout out Jerry Hughes. He was getting a lot of pressure. He, everyone was good, and it, they can beat the Chiefs. They can beat anybody. And right now, they're they're, they're looking like the best team in the AFC. The way they played over these past couple weeks, for sure. Matt, is Dawson Knox the best tight end in the NFL? <laughs> shout out Dawson Knox. <laughs> shout out Dawson Knox. I've been high on Dawson Knox as long as I can remember, since I was a wee lad. Um, and my my only mistake with him is that I, I only bet on him to score one touchdown and not two. I should have known. Uh, but he's a baller. I think he's going to be a really, 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 really high end tight end really, Matt, really soon. On September twenty sixth, you texted in our group chat. Ch- group chat. I'm a big Dawson Knox fan. That was September. I, yes. Uh, yes. Those are the receipts. You didn't tweet it, but I can tell the folks at home he bet. We'll post, it, we'll post the group chat text on Twitter so you can all we, see uh, it. <laughs> he bet on Dawson Knox to score a touchdown in this game. He did. N- Matt has been on Dawson Knox for a while, Forever. even though he hasn't been public yes. about it. I can confirm that he's been a big and he's, Dawson And Knox he's fan. on my fantasy team, most and he's importantly. On, um, <laughs> he's on his own fantasy team. <laughs> you know who I've been on forever? But maybe who? I shouldn't be. Derek Carr. I You said you probably shouldn't be. Derek Carr did not play that bad. He, he, that he bad. had some sick throws at the end. But I know a lot, but a lot of I've been preaching like future Browns legend Derek Carr. He was he was a throw away from getting that thing to overtime and this would be a whole whole different podcast if that was the case. I, if, I, um, if plays ended when the whistle blew. He's a yeah. playoff uh, winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the I mean, thing with that is that, like, you can complain that the whistle was blown and the play should have been blown dead, but the whistle shouldn't have been blown. He wasn't out of bounds. He wasn't out of bounds. And then maybe if the Raiders had stopped playing, but the people who were involved in that play after that whistle were, were was blown still still were trying. They didn't stop playing. Yes. So I guess technically – but that, someone was someone it. was going to get jobbed because if they stopped the play, the Bengals would be like, what the, oh my God. Like it would have been worse if they just stopped the play there for no yeah. reason. Like, like, cause, cause Merrick was not making a play on that ball. That was going to be a touchdown. Yes. So to let it stand as a touchdown, I don't have that much of a problem with the Bengals did deserve it on that play more than the play deserved to be <laughs> stopped. So I get that, that like the Raiders should be mad. And Jerome Boger, like, got his crew got, like, banned from doing any more playoff games after this game. Because that's, like, a terrible mistake. But I don't have, like, a problem with it. The Bengals, I thought, were pretty clearly a better team. And, yes. and um, yeah. It was only a seven-point game, but the Bengals looked to be in control for most of it. Um, yes. Except Jacobs. Josh Jacobs had a pretty good game. He did. And, um, yeah, I, I thought that this one was decided – Look, Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe on that Bengals offensive line was bad, would have been bad news for them. If they played like they did against the Ravens or the Chiefs, where they're going to drop back, let Jamar Chase get downfield and throw these jump balls and throw all these deep shots, like 
you Burrow probably would have been sacked a ton if they tried that and Max Crosby probably would have been eaten them alive. But that wasn't what happened in this game. Quick throw, quick throw. Um, you know, Jamar Chase gets separated like inbreaker, like nothing there were really any of the huge plays. There were no thirty plus yard touchdowns, which Burrow's been doing all year. There was nothing really down the field. Just get it out quickly. Yep. Don't let the don't let the front seven, you know, kill Burrow and march up and down the field and limit the mistakes, you know. You know, you're, if we're going to pass it all these times, you know, just make sure you don't make mistakes when you're, that's the problem with like not getting it all in one big thing is the more plays you do, the more like you likely you are to make a mistake, but I didn't make a mistake. They won the game, you know? I mean, and that's kind of what we talked about in the uh, last episode where we broke, where we were talking about how this game is going to play out. The Bengals do kind of survive a lot of times and thrive off those big plays, but They've been fully capable of just dinking and dunking and letting Jamar cook and just letting their playmakers make plays. Yeah. I mean, they used to be a run-heavy team early in the season. That's what I thought it was going to look like because clearly they know as well as I do, like our tackles are probably overmatched here. Um, But um, instead of running, they just did short throws, and that was their answer instead. Now, there is another game going on right now, Kansas City Chiefs. Pittsburgh Steelers. Game's almost at halftime. Uh, Chiefs are up 14-7. I'm going, I'm not going to assume, but I'm going to guess the Chiefs are going to win this game. In which case, we will have only one more game to happen tomorrow, which is the Cardinals and Rams. And that should be, other than other than 49ers-Cowboys, I think that would maybe be the game of the week. Yeah, well, it's not but a great wildcard weekend it like in terms of close games. I mean, Bengals... Got close at the end, I guess. And Cowboys 49ers got close at the end. They got close at the end. (laughs) So maybe not, but, you know, two blowouts. As far as the Chiefs go, I think there's reason to be concerned about the Chiefs. Like, all year they've been inconsistent on offense. And this game has They just scored another touchdown. It's 21-7? Yeah. So, okay. So they'll, (laughs) they'll probably win this game. Big Ben probably doesn't have him in it for a comeback. But they did get off to a slow start. And the way the Bills have looked, like you can't be inconsistent on offense when when Josh Allen's playing the way it is. So there is yeah. some reason to be concerned for the Chiefs in this game. You would have liked them to come out hot. They are playing the worst team in the playoffs, most likely either them or the Eagles. But I yeah, I don't know. If they, if they end up uh, I mean, the Steelers have a really great defense, and they still put up twenty one in the first half. I think we're yeah. kind of holding them to the Chiefs' standard, which is you know you need to look like the best team all the time. Uh, but, like, you know, Big Ben has, like, 14 attempts for 24 yards right now, which is not amazing, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I, um, I'll be, I, I would, I'll be interested to see the Chiefs' bills. I wonder how, oh, would that be the matchup if the Chiefs were to win? Yes. Yes, I because yes. the Raider, the, the Bengals are the four seed, mm-hmm. right? They'll play the one seed, mm-hmm. and it would be then... Two versus three. Yes, yes, it would be that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you'd have, um, I would see Chiefs Bills as maybe the pseudo IFC championship. Because I, I think those agree. are the two, uh, the best two teams. Um, and again, again, like I said, it really comes down to Josh Allen because I, I think even with the Bills safety duo, Mahomes is so liable and that offense is so liable to keep you in games that you're out of. They're so hard to keep out of games. So, um, I think Josh Allen will probably just have to have the same consistent performance. Because, I mean, the Chiefs have been sloppy all year, and they'll probably still be a little sloppy in Buffalo, but 
you know, with the way that they've been playing this year, they can do that and still put up 40 or whatever. Right. I mean, they'll probably cover the spread at this point. We're like, oh, the Chiefs kind of got off to it. You're only up 14 at half. What happened, Chiefs? (laughs) Chiefs, what happened? Uh, Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's that's about all the games, right? I don't know what else there is to talk about. Um, Except for the fact that I can kind of sort of wave to Matt. I can kind of sort of wave to Theo. I'm not going to look. I hate you. Um, so so here's here's the interesting thing. How do you feel about the Rams and Cardinals? I, I do kind of I do wonder if that game is a matchup talk- of two maybe slightly overrated teams. <laughs> we talked about it um in the last episode, episode a little bit. bit. We broke it down. Um but I I kind of feel like if the the Rams are a little bit underrated right now. I I because people are like, oh, the Rams are in a slump. They're overrated. They are in a slump, though. But they're not. I, I, they, okay, they've won five they of the last six. Yeah, that's not a slump. But have they looked dominant in that stretch like they're supposed no, to? they haven't looked dominant. But I, 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 I think that we're maybe not giving the Rams maybe the credit they deserve. I, the talent is still yes, the ta- really, <laughs> really high level. Stafford, I mean, they Stafford ended as like the fourth most efficient quarterback in football this year That's or something. True. Like people were like, oh, what a, like, I swear to God, like it, I seen so much Stafford slander. I expected him to like finish outside the top 10. He was still top like five. I, and like, yes, he still has to beat the big game allegations. And it's like every single time they've been in prime time this year, it seems to be a little bit underwhelming. And that's probably why uh, it seemed like that for Stafford. And, but man, it's, it's still high level in a lot of ways. And, you know, if the if the Cowboys are out, maybe they're my, my sleeper. I, I guess maybe also the 49ers are also really good. But I think people are maybe counting the Rams out a little bit too much. We did that Blue Wire Super Bowl pick thing, and not a single person had the Rams in the Super Bowl. And I'm one yeah. of those people because I have the Packers. But um, if the, the Rams Cowboys. do make the Super Bowl, somebody, some Rams fan, will like, quote tweet it and be like, what happened? <laughs> what happened, Blue Wire? <laughs> That is gonna that is gonna be interesting. I so on my QB chart, my fraudulent QB chart, as everyone says, Stafford is pitched right around Tannehill. Well, okay, well that's bad, I guess. But, but I don't they're know. both I, they're both um, average averaging like. Do you let me let me ask you this about your QB chart? Yeah. Do you think your QB chart is like? Do you agree with its rankings? To an extent, like, do I you think, think? Do you think they're like? I, it, it doesn't rank the QBs. It just says like these are your guys that are safe. These are your guys that are like extremely high level. Like, and it's just the extremely high level guys are pretty much just Mahomes, Rogers. It's, it's more of like a play style. It's a like, play style visualization chart. kind. It, of. It's not a ranking, and that's that's I think the misconception is everyone's like, oh, so Mac Jones is uh, better than Lamar Jackson. No. Do you think? Do you think? Matthew Stafford and Ryan Tannehill have similar uh, play styles. I'm a genuine question. I'm not trying to like, no, I, 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 be I, rhetorical. I, I think that like if you're going to say that they're both safe quarterbacks that play kind of within the structure they're supposed to pretty well, yeah. I don't think that's a bad analysis of of those guys. They do what they're supposed to do for the most part. Stafford's interesting. I, 
I always am confused on where to rank Stafford because it is, it's like, man, there have been so many big moments where he has come up short this year. Yeah. So many primetime games when the lights are brightest and he's fucked up. But at the same time, there's also been like that Cardinals game where he was just like awesome. Yeah. And he's capable of just, you know, reading out the whole field. He's hit like everyone, he hits the backside dig. Like when the front side stuff, he reads out what's happening. Like, when a quarterback's reading the field, usually you'll like pick a side and like read it out. And then if it's not there, you look at the other side, but like you got to do that real. It's hard to hit the other side and he'll hit the other side. He'll hit the backside dig, which is something he's done a lot this year. It's kind of a, and I, I do but. think that is kind of shown on the chart where like the separation of guys who just kind of do the bare minimum, but don't really elevate when the lights get bright, right? Tannehill, Stafford, Cousins, and then that next level up is Brady. Yeah. And that's so, yeah. And it, but it's shown. So it's like, I, I, again, like analytics will, will like, I've seen this a million times. It's like golf and Stafford, where yes. it's like, golf golf is not even in the same stratosphere right now. Right, right, right. Golf, <laughs> but Stafford this year ended like in the same efficiency as like 2018 golf, but like 2018 golf was really good. Like a guy, he earned like a ton of money and, and was like made a pro bowl probably. So yeah. it's not like a horrible thing to be is 2018 golf efficiency wise. Anyway, Stafford, I'm, He's in the playoffs. He's been here like twice before ever. So it's it's tough to say how he'll do. As for the rest of the Rams team, I mean, the offensive line is okay. Cam Akers is back. So the running game is, is just okay. I, there's, their defense isn't top of the line. I, I'm just kind of talking in circles here. But. Yeah, there's just a lot of questions about the Rams. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they're hard to pick right now. And same but they thing are the Cardinals. Sleepers. So it's like, I don't know, which Cardinals team is playing? Tomorrow, I don't know. Uh, with the Rams, Cam Akers is back. What does that mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eric Weddle is playing. What does that mean? No one knows. Nobody knows yeah. these things. Has, hasn't Cam um, Akers been out literally all season? This guy, this yeah. guy is coming. Like he's he's coming back in the same season from an Achilles tear that happened like in camp. Yeah, yeah. I, as far and, as I'm concerned, that's never been. I, not uh, as far as no, I know, it's never been done. And no offense to Cam Akers, you're not Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Well, like Kobe came back from that and he was not that good. So he like, might be, <laughs> it might be good not to be Kobe Bryant in that situation. But like, come on, like Kobe as you know, coming Kobe coming back from an Achilles was, st- is still going to be better than most people coming back from an Achilles. I don't know about that, but anyway, I want to talk about changing the subject from the games and um, ending that. I want to talk a little bit about the all pro teams and those were, oh, yes. you, do you send us a, um, Yes. Like a Google form. To I sent a Google for form the, for the TikTok. We like um, yeah. our friend on t- analytics for dumb, dummies NFL. Uh, I, I'm going to f- screw up his name. It's like T I J T T something like that. <laughs> Sorry for getting your name wrong, but uh, like analytics for dummies on TikTok sent a bunch of TikTok people and we filled out our own all pro thing. But talking about the all pro team, the one, the official one, okay. I didn't have that many problems with it. Uh, like, like for everyone, when you're, whenever you're listing a full team or ranking more than like five players, you're just not going to make everyone happy because it's like you can get it 90% right, but it's like, oh my, how is that guy there? Um, the offense I thought was all good. Debo, I saw the Vikings Twitter was mad that Jefferson didn't get there and Debo did. That's not actually a problem. Like Debo definitely deserved to be there. The offensive line was right. Kelsey over Creed Humphrey, again, not a problem. 
the best offensive lineman on like one of the best running teams deserves to be there for yes. sure. So like that wasn't a problem actually. I think the difference was, and where the most talking points were, was, was Trayvon Diggs in the cornerback room. And that was kind of the most controversial of the weekend. So I'm wondering, we saw a poor game from Trayvon Diggs today, but he did have 11 picks. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, Trayvon He's not an all-pro. He's not the second-best corner in the league. If I would had- agree that he's not the second-best corner. And I think that if you want to give him a Pro Bowl bid, that's probably fair. But I'm not going to sit here and also say that he doesn't. Like, having 11 he picks, doesn't deserve have, it. He's having not the second 11 best picks is hard to do. Okay, it's really well, hard to do. Okay. Is he the second best corner? No. He's not an all-pro. Yeah. Uh, unless uh, the only argument I have for, like, I'm not really upset about the all-pro teams, but that's because it's just, like, I just, like, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> if, 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 I'll put it, it, no, there's no Panther getting snubbed. We have no all-pros. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'm just, unless it was something, like, blatantly, like, like Clay Thompson being above somebody who's actually played in the all-star voting in the NBA. That's like, come on, what are we doing? But I, 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 I'm not like super pressed about it, but I don't think Trayvon Diggs is the second best corner. That's I, I, yeah, I think that's kind of the right. It's like, he's not the second, but it's, is it really that serious that it's, I mean, okay, it's like, him over like AJ Terrell, but then I could say that for every position. So I'll be like, yeah, I don't think Trayvon Diggs is the second. He just isn't. He's just not. Um, and I, the interceptions are great. But I, I see a lot of people, every time Trayvon Diggs gets burned, it's like, great, now people are going to use this against him. But it's like, it, yes, yeah. it's, this, isn't, this isn't a Jalen Ramsey where there's like, this, there's this one Darnell Mooney clip, and then that's used for the next year. This is like multiple times in a game, he is 10 yards behind yes. the guy that like, or maybe not 10 yards, but you know what I mean. Yes. And he's not great in run support, and I don't trust him to lock down somebody. And 11 picks is great. But I feel like the reward for that should just be, I can Google who was the interception leader this year, and you are yeah. that person. Yeah. You don't need to be and, an all-pro. And you can well. get a Pro Bowl bid. You can go to the Pro Bowl. I'll give yeah. you that. That The Pro Bowl should be like most outstanding statistics or like cool guys to have. The all-pro needs to be the best players. And I think a lot of it also, it seems up until this point, nobody's like, the narrative has been interceptions are not a good way to judge a corner and that the best corners actually don't have the most interceptions because the best they corners don't, don't get, get thrown at. Yep. And don't get me wrong. Trayvon Diggs is not a bad corner and his interceptions are valuable, but I just don't see him as the second best corner in the NFL. I, I was only going to be high on Diggs. My, my whole thing with Diggs early on in the year was if he was going to actually break the interceptions record, that has stood for 70 years. You can, go, you can get an all-pro, you can be D-point, whatever, if you break that record. Um, um, but yeah, no. But that's I, my thoughts on things. I, I, I would agree with you. If, if, if we were looking at, like, I don't know, Baker Mayfield first-team all-pro, like... <laughs> well, we'll never know that. <laughs> that we'll never see. Trayvon Diggs, look, Trayvon Diggs had a good season. Uh, don't get it twisted, I think. Like, if you look at his no- – targeting Trayvon Diggs was overall a slight net negative this year if you look at EPA. Like, I, I don't I don't think that he had a bad, se- a bad season. Like, targeting him was about a dead – like, it went well a lot of times. It went really poorly a lot of times. And that evens out as, like, being a, a decent season, I think. Like, but projecting Diggs into the future, I think, is pretty – 
bleak because, I mean, you saw him today. You, and I think all the problems with Diggs were highlighted in the 49ers game. He, Ayuk, he is so greedy. Like when Ayuk was running that like drag, Diggs just undercut it. Like Ayuk can't just turn it upfield then. And that's exactly what Ayuk did. And he was wide the hell open. And then on that play we were talking about earlier where Jimmy maybe missed him. Maybe Ayuk should have gotten more depth on this. But I mean, Diggs went flying in the other direction when when there was like a little bit of a double move. Like that one step, Diggs was was gone. And there was that tackle attempt on Kittle that ended up not counting, like because that ball hit the ground and there was a fumble, right? He tried to tackle Kittle there and he just like jumped into him with his shoulder. Like he can't tackle. He has no control over like where he is going. He is so greedy. And it's like, and he still had a decent season. That's how good of a ball hawk he was. But it's like, you look at AJ Terrell, who just allowed nothing all year. You look at JC Jackson, who had eight picks and was also pretty locked down. Yes. Like those two to me and Ramsey, like Diggs, Diggs, 11 season is 11 picks in a season is rare. It hasn't happened since 1981. And I don't care that much that it got rewarded. Like, fine. I, I get it. Like picks. I get it. You know, but, um, Terrell and, JC Jackson may have been my two picks. I'm not mad at Ramsey at all. Maybe it would have been Terrell and Ramsey, but uh, yeah, yeah Diggs didn't Ramsey, quite deserve to I be think there. It's hard to to keep Ramsey off the list too. And I'm one of these years, Diggs. Like I would bet next year, Diggs does not get 11 interceptions. And I would bet next year the bad habits stay the same because they were the same in college. They yeah. did the same stuff in college, and he did the same stuff his rookie year, and he did the same stuff this year. And he just also got a lot of picks it's, and, and it's not going to be 11 picks every year. And it, it balanced out this year. And I almost wonder, I almost wonder if I would consider moving him to safety if it continues. I, I, I would consider that maybe in the future. It's, for him. it's a lot. There, this happens in the NBA too. There's guys who are like, it's better than being a bad defender, but there's guys who kill for steals because they can't really just go lock somebody up. And that's not everyone who gets a lot of steals, but. There's some dudes who get beat more often than they get the steals, but the steals Hard, look a little bit better on the stats. Harden sheet. was like that a bit a long time ago, right? That was kind of a Harden thing. Am I right about um, that? Maybe a little bit. I'd have to have to go back and look at his numbers, I guess. And I I stopped paying attention to the Harden defensive <laughs> narratives a long, long time ago. <laughs> Fair. Um, but uh, so I, I kind of see it in a similar way. Um, I, I wonder how many guys would be able to put up double digit interception seasons if they were really killing for steals all the, or interceptions all the time, even though I, I still, I don't want to take away from it. I guess that is taking away from it, but, um, I, I, you know, again, I'm not mad at him being an all pro, but like, if, if we're going to be like, he's not top two, but I don't have a problem with him being first team all pro. Then, like, why are we even talking about this if we don't care that the top <laughs> players make it? And I, I, like, I don't. Like, but. like we don't it was care, over, but a lot of people do care. Overall, it was a good list too. He was like the one guy where I was like, oh mm, no, the, the like, like that one. That one is could have been better. But like, I was glad with the red, like Devondre Campbell made it. I was glad yeah. to see him get some respect. I thought that Derwin James not making second team was Derwin James not being in there at all was very questionable to me. And I, the all pro voting sucks. Jonathan, like Jonathan Taylor, the only run, there's no second team running back because nobody else got a vote. I mean, okay. Why is it like that? Why, or my problem, my problem with the Diggs thing is that in 20 years, people will be able to look back and they'll get the idea about Diggs. They'll see he had 11 interceptions on the stat sheet, 
but you won't be able to get the idea about AJ Terrell. You won't yeah. really, unless you remember him playing and eventually people won't. And maybe there's some day way down the line where Terrell's borderline Hall of Famer and he's missing an all pro. But here's the thing. He made second team. That's all true. Pro. He made second team all pro and people should also care more about that. Like people are like, oh, AJ Terrell snubbed, snubbed, snubbed. Why isn't he there? And I'm like that too. I think he was the best cornerback in football this year, point blank period. But for him to make second team all pro is nothing to like sneeze at, you know, like, like second team all pro is a thing that exists. He did get the shout out there as having one of the best seasons of anybody. You know, it's not, it's, it's like second team all pro is really, really, really hard to make. And when it comes out, the only thing that, the only thing that people talk about with second team all pro is mad that some of those guys aren't first team all pro, but like we should also like kind of respect. And one other problem is pro football reference is behind this because they put the plus in front of everyone who has a first team in not even a first team all pro season an AP first team all pro football, all pro season. Cause there's a lot of institutions that released the first team all pro season, like, like NFL network had an all pro and Jamar chase was on there. Like other, other newspapers does, but the associated press all pro team is the one everyone cares about, even though there's lots of all pro teams and there's the second team all pro. So I'm asking what I guess I'm saying is pro football reference. Make like a little gold medal for first team all pro and a little silver medal for second team all pro. And everyone will like second team all pro. Like people will look at his thing and be like, Oh, there's a notification there. That was a really, that's a really, really good season and it should be recognized. And so that's, that's second, what they do for, um, that's what they do for the NBA. Well, yes. they don't have the medals, but they do have, um, it's just, it's counted as, it's in, it counted just how many all NBA. Uh, teams you have yes and it's not the case with pro football reference so pro football reference it is your fault that second team all pro has no merit and you need to fix that immediately immediately yes i don't know i uh i'm just happy miles garrett made it you know yeah as he should he's deserved best edge in football um (laughs) yes all right well does that wrap things up i don't know does it again? This we talked about. The, we always end episodes like this. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer says good to th- wrap things up after this discussion. So well, I think it does. Wrap think it does things wrap up things up for this up. episode. As always, tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. We will be back Friday to preview the divisional round of the playoffs with a special guest who I'm going to make you wait to hear. Don't miss out on all the great content coming away on all platforms. If you want to check out Theo burning, you know, cookies on a grill. Go check us out on TikTok. And as always, from Corn Boy, Gambling Addiction Boy, and Lemon Boy, here are the Stay Hot shout-outs, and we'll catch you on the flippity-flop. Hi, my name's Bubba. I'm a Cowboys fan from Virginia. And if the Cowboys are still starting Connor Williams next year, I'm going to lose my mind. Also, Dak playing best. Oh my fucking god, the Cowboys. I'm going to lose my fucking hit. Every fucking year they need hype. Oh my god, look, Randy Gregory. Holy shit. They're fucking trade digs. All pro. Oh my god. Like a Parson fucking people. Oh my fucking god. They always gotta do this shit. Oh shit. They're fucking Jerry Jones. Fuck you. Fuck this whole fucking team. Jesus Christ. We have the fucking. We have the best fucking roster. Pound for pound in the NFL. Doesn't fucking matter at all. Because this team is so fucking sorry. Holy shit. Always got fucking undisciplined fuck. We really think. Oh wow. We get some fucking just puppet ass head coach. You know who we replaced Jason Garrett with? Fucking Mike McCarthy. We, we couldn't do anything better. Are you telling me we couldn't. The Cowboys cannot get a better coach than fucking Mike McCarthy. That sorry ad time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a sequel thing. Holy shit. I'd just like to say 
that my Twitter name is it's Mad Dog 0607. I live in the great state of North Carolina, and I just like to complain about how fucking shit the Panthers are. This team has no future whatsoever.